game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. As has often been the case, there is no celebration for the Edmonton Oilers on New Year's Eve. The Winnipeg Jets win it tonight at Rogers Place. 2-1 the final. Connor Hellebuck excellent in net as he has been all year for Winnipeg with 31 saves. 32-17 were the shots in favor of the Oilers. This is a weird one, Rob Brown. The Oilers on December 31st in their NHL franchise history are now 3-14-6. Now, sometimes when we talk about stats like that, we say, well, there were eras where the Oilers didn't win a lot on any day of the week or any holiday or any game time. But uh, that streak goes back the entire history of the franchise, including some years in which the Oilers won most of the time. So it kind of defies explanation overall. I don't think it defies explanation tonight. Hellebuck defended well. The Oilers' power play couldn't cash in, and the Jets take it. Yeah, the Oilers played well. Uh, this was a game they probably feel they deserve two points in. Uh, this is a game that, against most teams, gets them two points. Unfortunately, tonight they ran into a, a goaltender that's all-world, having an all-world season, and was the difference in this hockey game. They they limited the Winnipeg Jets. Now, having said that, the Winnipeg Jets were better in the third period. Uh, the first 40 minutes was an absolute domination where Winnipeg really didn't put anything offensively together. But in the third period, they were better. But this, the Oilers played well. They limited the chances against. It was a low-event game. And normally in a low-event game, the Oilers have a pretty good shot of winning it because they don't need as many events to score goals because of the, the players they have in their lineup. Tonight, they ran into a good goaltender. So there's been games this year where the Oilers were not the better team, but they won because their goaltender was better than the opposition's. Tonight was the opposite. The Oilers lost despite being the better team, I think, through 60 minutes. And the Oilers continue to struggle on home ice 0-3-1 and in their last four at Rogers Place for the season. Just 9-10-1 playing in Edmonton. Jets take it 2-1. Okay, let's go down to the Hall of Fame room. He's at the mic for Eclipse Restoration, named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. It's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. I thought our team played a heck of a hockey game tonight. Um, I thought we were, you know, um, nobody used any excuse about the time we arrived last night. Nobody um, talked about back-to-back -back or anything like that. I thought we asserted our game right off the bat. I think the shots were 9-1. Um, early um, you know we didn't give up much I thought we spent most of the game in their end um, in the end um, you know we were unable to solve their penalty kill and uh, their goaltender and uh, you know we uh, we had uh, two plays where we felt they were within our control and you know, there was a little slip up in, in coverage here or there and ended up in the back of our net. But when you look at um, process, as uh, our coaching staff does, um, you look at a lot of the factors in that game, there's a lot to, to be positive about. You take Leon Dreisaitl off any power play, it's going to make... I 
thought he, he wasn't there yesterday either, and our team went two for two. Um, you know, I thought we had some looks. In the end, we didn't convert. Um, you know, there was one with Nugent Hopkins in, at the end of the second period there. There was one with, I mean, Yamamoto hit the crossbar with eight seconds left, I think, in the game. Um, we had chances. They have a good goaltender. Um, we were only able to get one past them today. Do you feel like you've strung or starting to string a little bit more consistent quality of play together in the last little bit here? Um, you know what? It's interesting. I think post-Christmas we've given up. Um, I mean, you guys could do the math on what we've given up. Um, you know, so for me... I think there's been a good commitment to the defensive side of the puck. I think uh, we've done a lot of good things in our team game. That's positive. One thing heading into 2023 that we want to make sure we're taking care of, and that's our home record. We think, um, you know, um, even you go back four games or so at home, you think of the St. Louis game. That one should have been closed out. That should be two points. Played against Anaheim at home. I think we had 48 shots on net that night. Uh, you expect to win that game. Um, the Vancouver game, we had moments that we felt we could be better in, but um, we had a 2 nothing lead in that game. And then tonight, um, you know, we felt like we deserved a little bit better, but sometimes um, results lag performance. And at home, that's what we're searching for. In the end, we're about the result. Um, but if we keep playing well, we think the results take care of themselves. Any thoughts on uh, Clean Costin? Uh, he played well, and perhaps what do you know about his injury? I haven't gone back and seen the doctors just yet, so uh, still being evaluated. I'm sure um, he'll be sore after going into the, the boards there, but um, no further update for you. In the morning, we should know more. Jay, as um, Jack works on his game here, it looked like after that first goal, he started to settle in, made some nice saves. How do you see him progressing here for you? Yeah, I mean, um, we didn't give him much run support today. Um, you know, and uh, you know, he gave up two goals today. And anytime your your goaltender only allows two goals, that gives your your team a chance to win. And as I said to, to Ryan earlier, I think that's a, a good sign in our our team game. I think. Um, it works hand in hand with your goaltender. Goaltender's making big saves, and and your team game tightening up a little bit. And uh, you know, so I think if we can continue with that that process, then we'll be in a good spot as we move forward. Uh, Jay, just to switch topics a little bit here, it was announced you guys are going to play in that showcase outdoor game, Heritage Classic, next year. Just was wondering if you could get a thought on, on just that opportunity and, and how much fun that'll be for your group. Yeah, I'd heard about that, but I didn't see the official announcement yet. Um, but uh, I think it's it's a wonderful experience for our community. Um, obviously, with uh, you know what happened, I think it was about 20, 20, 20 odd years ago that Edmonton hosted uh, the first one and hopefully the weather's a little warmer than that one um, but uh, I think it's a it's a great thing for our organization to uh, showcase not only um, all the great things about the Edmonton Oilers but it's a it's a it's a great platform for um, us to show the world uh, what a great community Edmonton is. Thanks, guys.
Okay, that is Jay Woodcroft after a 2-1 Oilers loss to the Winnipeg Jets. No update on Clem Cost, Coston, who scored tonight for the Oilers. Five goals on the season, three in the last two games, and crashed into the boards right at the end of the game. And usually when you have opposing players, Rob, calling for the trainer, there's some concern. Now, he was helped off the ice. We're just at the, showing he, the replay right now. Yeah, I think one of the reasons he was helped off the ice, and I could be wrong, but I think he might have lost his blade. Because if you watched him when he was trying to stand up, he kept sli his foot oh, kept right, sliding. It kept okay. sliding. So now, again, we're 10 stories up. But it looked like he lost his blade. And when he walked down the... He did walk on his own down the tunnel. So when he got off, they helped him to the bench. Then he walks to the, to the dressing, which is a good sign. But yeah, you're right. When the other team is calling for a, for a trainer to come on the ice, that always is a little bit scary. And there was a hush. I mean, the Winnipeg Jets just had a huge victory in Edmonton. And there was no celebration. And you saw the Winnipeg Jets immediately went over to Costin. Yeah, you're right. Because it looked like he tried to get up initially. And I, they just showed the ref picking something. Yeah, so no. I, I didn't pick that up. But yeah, having said that, he was hurt. He w oh, he was hurt. He was certainly hurt. But I, I think a big reason why he was helped to the bench was because he had no blade in his skate. And it would have been a long crawl over. So uh, hopefully it's nothing serious. And we get to see him. Because he had an excellent game. He had a really good game for the Edmonton Oilers tonight and was rewarded as they go six on four at the end of the game. Clem Costin was on the ice for it. Yeah, he got up, put out for the power play. Because yeah. Well, at first, when they were five on four, Yamamoto had to go off because he was cut. Yeah. And they showed him on the Jumbotron and the looked like a, va a vampire who had just had a nice <laughs> New Year's Eve. And the Jets were... I can't remember which Jet defenseman it was, was pointing at the ref saying he's bleeding. Well, he all can't four, be on the yeah, ice. All four Winnipeg Jets yeah. on the ice and the bench was pointing at him too. Costin came on the ice and made a couple of really nice plays. Yamamoto did eventually get on the ice and probably their best scoring opportunity of the night is he unbelievable shot from where he was with about six seconds to go, but it went rang it right off the crossbar and instead of bouncing in, it bounced out, which was very unfortunate because the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers deserved a better fate than they got tonight. Yeah, 2-1, the Jets take it. Costin, the third star, Pionk, the... Second star, Connor Hellbuck, no doubt about the fourth star. Tell you what, we're going to give the fourth star to Sam Gagne. Uh, we don't often give it to a player on the uh, opposing team, but I think it's appropriate tonight. Uh, I guess this was 1,001 tonight. He is the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. He got a nice ovation when they put his 1,000 games up on the scoreboard during the commercial break well, of the first period. One of the most exciting games I've ever been involved with here in Edmonton in the, I think this is my 16th or 17th year, was Sam Gagne's eight-point night. I, I, it was just an absolutely amazing night. There was a buzz in the building the entire evening. Uh, so I've been around for a lot of games in, in Edmonton. That's the one, one of the few that I remember distinctly of being special. So Sam Gagne had some special moments here in Edmonton. And you wish him well. Good for him getting his thousandth game. Now a rare night especially in the month of December in which the Oilers power play does not score. They go 0 for 5. The fifth power play was only 24 seconds, but, you know, you're trying to tie it at the end of the game. So for December, they have to uh, settle for going 21 for 53. Woodcroft said when he was asked about it, we didn't have dry settle last night. We went two for yep. two. So you'd still hope on five chances you would get at least one. What did you see? Well, the Winnipeg Jets did a great job. Uh, I, I think they were trying to take away time and space from Connor. They're figuring, all right, we're not going to let Connor beat us. He doesn't have his running mate, Leon. 
you can't really cheat on Connor and Leon when they're out there together because if you cheat on one, all of a sudden the opposite guy is going to have a lot of time to make the right decision. Uh, tonight, I think they, they overplayed Connor and rightfully so. When he has the puck on his stick, he's scary dangerous. Uh, I don't think they shot enough. I mean, they had six shots and five power plays. That's, that's not enough, especially when you're trailing most of the hockey game. Uh, they tried a couple different looks. Uh, Barry, I, I like the fact that he's not afraid to, to shoot, but when Bouchard came out as they're trying to have two righties for offhand one-timers, it didn't look as though he was prepared to shoot when the puck was coming to him. And Bob and I talked at the end of the game, if Connor McDavid passes you the puck, it's because he wants you to shoot the puck. So I think that's one thing Bouchard should have a, a much stronger shoot-first mentality because he's got a bomb. He's got a shot that can go through goaltenders, that can create havoc. Uh, he was unfortunate when the one snapped his stick in half, but I, I just don't know if they shot enough. Give Winnipeg credit, though. Winnipeg played with an urgency and a desperation. They were severely undermanned in this game, and their bottom six forwards, I was up there, I think I've heard of one of them. Yet they, they, they played a, a, a very good system road game and benefited, obviously, with some fantastic goaltending. But this is a game that the effort the Oilers had tonight will win most games with them. So as Jay Woodcroft said, the process, and we're trying to become a better team. Efforts like tonight usually will spell victories for the Edmonton Oilers. Just quickly checked here. The only other game this season in which the Oilers had five or more power plays and didn't score, 3-0 loss to the Islanders on November 23rd, and they got to 49 or 50 shots in that game against Sorokin. So they just uh, could not break through tonight and uh, like I said but 224 left Dylan called for high sticking Yamamoto four minute penalty Yamamoto's bleeding uh, yeah, Nugent Hopkins had that chance looked like he shot it over the net but again Hellebuck was getting across I actually thought it hit Hellebuck in the head you think it touched it, on, I thought I, it I touched was it was hard on the, to on the see second replay I wasn't sure it was hard to see it looked like he did uh, Hellebuck was getting across uh, there was a great chance by Yamamoto um, from on the side uh, Winnipeg, they, they did a good job blocking shots, getting sticks on pucks. I bet you Connor four times came in where he tried scoring off the rush, and all four times the Winnipeg Jets defenseman got sticks on puck when the pucks went just harmlessly over. Uh, it, was, uh, it was one of those games that you're frustrated as an Oiler fan because you, the way it was played, I mean, every time wherever net Connor Hallebuck was in, that's where the play was the entire period. So you, you're thinking, okay, how did I watch all of this play in one end? And at the end of the night, our team didn't come out with a victory. But great goaltending is a great equalizer. And the Winnipeg Jets have a good hockey club. And they're having a goaltender that at times has been the best in the world. And he's had one of those seasons again this year. Yeah. Well, and I thought the Jets, did, I mean, they, they clogged up the oh, whole play fantastic. area. And they blocked a lot of shots. Or they, they played, they, as you said, they disrupted yeah. a lot of shots too. They played with uh, desperation and urgency. They needed to. They weren't going to be able to trade chances with the Oilers. They didn't have the players in the lineup. So they played with, uh, well, and I don't have the lineup in front of me, but the Winnipeg Jets, they tried getting their third line out against Connor McDavid too. They have a, a third line with three guys that with a ton of speed and they had trust in them. So it was, this is a, a team, I believe, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be a good playoff team this year. When they're all healthy, I do believe they got a good hockey club. They play a lot like the Dallas Stars, where they will check you to death, and they got two or three guys that can put the puck in the back of the net, and both teams got great goaltenders. That's why I say you want to be on the Pacific side when it goes into the playoffs. That's why you don't want to be a crossover team, being a second 
uh, wildcard team because you don't want to go have to go through Dallas and Winnipeg and Minnesota and or Colorado. All those teams play big, heavy hockey. I'd rather stay on this side. Connor McDavid held without a point, so his point streak comes to an end after 17 games matching a career high and a pointless McDavid is our quick change for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Lube today. McDavid plays 23-50 tonight. Uh, minus one had a shot on goal. A brutal night in the faceoff circle, quite frankly. Four out of 17 for 24%. Yeah, it was a tough night that way. I think that as the game went on, you see you see to take the puck a little bit more and try to be more aggressive. Uh, he tried beating guys one on two, as I think he realized that this was a, a game where it was going to have to be something magical to find the back of the net, and he tried putting the team on his back. He had some good opportunities, but the, the Winnipeg Jets uh, played well. Uh, they got two defensemen that I... I believe play very well against the others all the time. Morrissey, who is having, I look at his stats again, like he's having a Norris type season. Yep. And I like Pionk. Pionk had a, he always seems to play well against the others. He's an undersized defenseman that's got some offensive upside and plays like a jerk. Like he, he gets not afraid to get in the faces of the Oilers' best players. I thought both Pionk and Morrissey were excellent in this hockey game. All right, it's a $100 donation from James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. To 6:30, Jets, Santa's anonymous. They give 100 bucks every time the Oilers score. 2-1, the Jets win it. We're also happy to hear from you on the hotline presented by Certain Teed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certain Teed, pro all the way. We are live in Studio 99 on New Year's Eve. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Unable to clear initially Kuhlman, but he got a second chance when Morrissey fed him the puck and he blazes down the right-hand side with Lowry behind the net. Puck pride loose. Shifley is there. Left half boards. And McDavid comes in and checks him against the boards. Kuhlman tried to join and he was blasted. Shifley tried to center, intercepted by CeCe and cleared by Nurse of Edmonton. All right, that is our crunch of the game for Cougar Paint Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. The Jets win it 2-1. They are 23-13-1 on the season. The Oilers 20-16-2. So they've been trying all year to get to five games over 500. And they get there last night and uh, against Seattle. Now they'll try to get there again against Seattle. But uh, they play on Tuesday night. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in studio. 99. Uh, I wanted to say, too, that post-McDavid hit, I think Hellebuck would have stopped that if it's on net. Uh, he, he, he was getting across. He was. He, he reads the play well, so he, he's never diving and, and trying to guess last minute. He knows where to be, and uh, even the one that Nugent Hopkins, you talked about, I think, was at the end of the second period, but it was a backdoor one-timer on the power play. Nugent Hopkins hit the side of the net, but again, even if he hit the net there, Hollenbuck was there. Uh, it was an excellent game. They, I mean, the only one that was able to beat him was Costin. And on that goal, too, Yanmark deserves credit. The Winnipeg Jets won the faceoff, and they had three guys there, and Yanmark was the one that got the puck out in front to Costin. He's the only guy that was able to put the puck in the back of the net tonight. But uh, some, some games, you get beat by a goaltender, and tonight the, the Edmonton Oilers did. By the way, I set the line at uh, four and a half for Sam Gagne. His shots on goal plus his hits, two shots, no hits 
So it's under for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Somebody's going home with a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. All right, we have KJ on the Certainty Hotline. KJ, go ahead. Can you confirm that uh, Campbell changed his equipment? Yeah, he changed his pads, I believe. That's it? I'm not sure about it. I, I, I know that we were pointing out in the press box tonight that he had different pads. Okay, well, wait. At, I didn't look at the glove close enough. Yeah, well, well they talked about it. Uh, not just his pads, but his, his uh, upper body equipment as well. Okay, well, regardless... Um, so, okay, they got goalied. I think this is about their 10th time this year. We talked about this before. Uh, I think the goalies, every other team's goalie comes up and they, 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 they raise the level of their game against the others. Everybody wants to beat, they want to beat McDavid. And I know that Rob didn't agree with that. Like, I mean, every, every, player wants to win but i think they raise their game and like hollabuck yeah he played good today but he didn't he wasn't uh, he made yeah he made a lot of good saves but i think that i think the oilers get goalie more than any other team Your I, opinion. Don't, I don't agree with that at all i, I mean I, I can think of three games comrie the stall from anaheim and tonight, and, and Sorokin, and Sorokin, no, and so four times this year. Hellebuck's having a Vesna caliber season. And, and think about so it, doing this to to a lot of teams. And it th we'll throw a, a simple stat at you: the Edmonton Oilers are third in the National Hockey League in goals. Goals four per game. Goals yeah. four per game. So right there, there's only two teams that are scoring more per yeah, game. It has so. it like I'm going to challenge you, KJ. If it's ten times, you better list the games. Okay, well, I'll listen to every game. Uh, okay. No, you okay, better list then. the games, I said. You, if you have 10 games, you got to tell me the 10. That's a lot. They're, they haven't even played 40 games left. They've, they've lost 18 times, counting regulation and overtime shootout. So that, that's a lot. Okay, that, okay. That, no, okay, I understand. I, I can't list them. Read, okay? Uh, okay, just one last thing. Um, do you think that uh, Connor's tired? <laughs> he didn't look tired to me. He was all over the place tonight. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think he's a freak of nature. I honestly do. I think over the course of the season, if he had to play 25, 26 minutes a night, there may be a fatigue issue going into the playoffs. And I know that they, the Oilers were pretty excited last night to be able to roll four lines because... Uh, they had a nice lead in the game against Seattle, but I, I don't I've been around Hockey a long long time. And there's certain players that stood out Chris Chelios was a freak of nature He could go out all night To a bar till 6 in the morning come to practice the next day and be the best player on the ice And no one would be close to him and watching Connor McDavid. He doesn't get tired and he he had, in the third period opposition look absolutely exhausted and he actually looks stronger I think both he and Leon and Darnell Nurse, uh, they, I don't think they, they get fatigued. Um, they're just that good a shape. One thing about that I respect for the Oilers superstars, they're, they're the best players on the team, but they're also the hardest workers. And it's absolutely incredible the work that they put in, and that allows them to be able to play 25, 27, 30 minutes a night, whatever they need to an hockey game. So, no, I, I don't think Connor is, is tired. I mean... The guy's got 70 points on the season. 
and tonight was the first time in two months he didn't get a point or whatever it is. So uh, tonight I just uh, it was a, a goalie thing, not a fatigue yeah. thing for Connor McDavid. I, I mean, I do think it's like sometimes teams or certain players might get up, perhaps. Like, but I think you're always finding ways to motivate yourself. Like oh, yeah. one thing I I know from interviewing athletes over the years they, they find ways to motivate them sometimes they find ways well, that aren't even true well the, the best the best <laughs> was the, like, the michael jordan documentary how he would make up things is that guy diss me i think it was sean payton and actually i can't remember i think it was sean payton but it was the the guy that gary payton, gary payton. Sean he said, yeah the yeah that's coach. right gary payton he dissed me well gary payton never said nothing but he did he just lied to himself to get up and or he went out he, i'm gonna go show this guy he's never gonna score on me I, the guy thinks he can stop me he can't so the best players in the world do that where they have some little adrenaline push it's where they always say we're gonna don't want to say that they're gonna put it up on their chalkboard in their dressing room well the players are always going to try, but sometimes when you are a little tired, when it is a, a rough night, you, you lie to yourself. It's like riding the bike. When you, you want to ride for 45 minutes, you say, okay, if I get through 10 minutes, then I'll quit. Then you get to 10 minutes, you know, I can probably do five minutes more. Eventually, at the end of the time you've done your 45 minutes, you just keep lying to yourself until you get to it, until you finish. So sometimes in hockey games, you know what? I think that guy was dissing me. I think he said something about me. I'm going to go out there and show him. Then you go out and have a good game. I also think... You, you know, there's differences. I mean, look, you either stop the puck or, or you don't. Hellebuck was totally in control tonight. Oh, like yes. point shots, no rebounds. Like mm -hmm. the one puck that maybe almost fooled him was the Fogel shot. I mean, that the, the Stahl kid on Anaheim, there were pucks that hit him that he had yes. no idea where they were. Well, going. actually, I don't think it fooled Hellebuck. I just don't think he saw well, it. That's what I mean. Yeah, but, yeah. but he was in perfect position. Yes. He, okay, this is where the puck should go. I'm going to put my body right here. If I can't see it, the puck should hit me. He, he was he was excellent. Uh, he's having a, a Vezina-type season. So uh, there's going to be those nights where the, the puck doesn't go in for the others. Unfortunately, he ran into a red-hot goaltender, and he had a red-hot night. Jets win it 2-1. Flames beat the Canucks 3-2. Stars over the Sharks 5-2. Red Wings well, the win it 4-2 against the Senators. Maple Leafs ring up the Avalanche 6-2. Minnesota takes down St. Louis 5-2. Lightning over the Coyotes 5-3. Capitals pound the Canadians 9-2. Ovechkin hat-trick. Flyers win 4-2 in L.A. Golden Knights get by the Predators 5-4 in overtime. Blue Jackets 4-1 decision against Chicago. Sabres in overtime 4-3 against Boston. Canada beat Sweden 5-1 World Juniors. They play Slovakia quarterfinals on Monday. The scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. We'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Ed standing by. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. If I, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Awesome. Happy New Year to you guys. All the best. Thanks. If I can, real quickly, Yessi Pulley RV, I'm a soccer guy, I'm not a hockey guy, but from what I've been watching, absolutely out of position, can't seem to transition well with McDavid. From what I saw, cost us a second goal, cost us a game in my opinion, and didn't get benched until the last four minutes. He threw him on the fourth line after he cost us that goal. They put him on the fourth line. And then they benched him for the remainder of the game. Uh, am I missing something here, you guys? He did not shine, did not look good at all today. Can you guys well, expand on this? He's been, he's a, a lightning rod for, for conversation. Uh, there's some fans that feel he's never been given the fair shot or he does more than he's given credit for. And there's some that uh, think he should be run out of town as, as soon as the next bus leaves. 
uh, I thought Yessi was very good in Seattle. Uh, tonight wasn't as noticeable other than uh, an ill-advised penalty in the third period. It wasn't much of a trip, but it's one where don't do it. Don't do it. There's there's no upside to putting your stick in that position. So yeah, if you play with Connor McDavid, you've got to be able to see the game, you got to read the game, and you got to do it quickly. And there are times where uh, Yessi and a lot of players would struggle with that, but there are times where Yessi uh, has a hard time processing the game as fast as Connor McDavid needs you to process the game. If, if I can, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but it, it, you just saw it. it, it the the buildup, you, you could see the mistakes that he was causing, and I just I don't understand why the coach didn't even move him to the third or the fourth line before that. There, there has to be somebody else that can step up. Well, he he looked completely off tonight. He really did. He looked completely off, and he, he's never had a lot of success playing up there with McDavid. He, he's off, and you guys have seen McDavid get frustrated when he plays with him sometimes. We, we've seen it on live TV. He's, he's completely angry. And, sure. And you can, I mean, yeah. why the coach didn't move him earlier, I, I, I don't know. I mean, they're they're trying him up there. He's he's with two pretty reliable players with with Hyman and McDavid. Um, is he going to be any more effective on her third or fourth line at this point? Probably not. I mean, he's... I think we all kind of know what's going on here. I mean, El Elliot Friedman put it very bluntly on Bob's show on Friday saying one way or another this is his last year in Edmonton just a matter of when and how yeah. he's gone and is well, I, I mean I, and I have no idea but trade value goes up if you score goals or get points best place to score goals or get points on the Edmonton Oilers is beside Connor McDavid I have no idea if that is any of the reason why he's up there but it certainly helps his stock if he could have a, a couple of good games playing beside the world's best. All right, Jets win it 2-1. Let's go down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Tyson Berry. I feel like uh, you didn't give up a tremendous amount of that. Is that a bit of a frustrating one to lose? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I think we played the style of game we wanted to. I think we, we carried the play most of the, the game and, um, you know, give them credit. Their goalie made some big stops and, uh, you know, Supi played great too, gave us a chance and, um, you know, our power play, we've, we got to get one there. we got four chances and don't get one. So that's been a strength of ours all year, and it uh, needed to step up tonight, and it just couldn't get it done. Had such familiar personnel night in, night out. If you change out one piece like that, in some ways, can it just throw things a little bit a little bit off kilter sometimes? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about the Andre Seidel, so you know, not just one piece. He's a big part of the team and, you know, one of the best players in the world. So, uh, you know, we obviously miss him, and... Um, but, I mean, that being said, I think we played a, a pretty solid team game tonight and didn't give up a ton of chances, and we, we created some looks and, um, you know, had some chances to, to get one, two, three, four goals and, and just didn't get it done. So, um, you know, some nights you play well and you don't get the result you're looking for, and um, it's, uh, it's frustrating, but it's part of the game. Uh, thought on Queen Boston, who's really put together a nice stream yeah. here, and then the game ends and he's limping off. Yeah, you, you hate to see that. You hope he's, uh, you know, you hope it's nothing serious. Um, I didn't see it, so uh, he's obviously in a bit of pain. But um, yeah, Clem's uh, coming here, and um, he's, you can see he's getting more responsibility and, and rewarded, and um, he's playing great and scoring some big goals for us. So uh, he's an in incredibly talented, uh, big Russian fellow, and we're lucky to have him. Hopefully, he's all right. The winning goal, Connor, that's tough for a goalie and tough for a defense. Yeah. 
he reached around the guy. Yeah, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, Cooley's doing a good job on him, boxing him out, and he gets under his stick, and he just uh, feels like one of those ones that was just meant to go in, I guess. He reached around him, hit the toe of his stick, and just kind of changed the direction, you know, maybe a, a couple inches. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the game we play. It's, uh, you know, sometimes a game of inches, and uh, that was certainly one that was uh, unfortunate. Tyson, you touched on it a little bit, but uh, the body of work in these last two games, something to kind of galvanize you guys going into the second half. Do you feel like something's coming around here a little bit? Yeah, you, you can feel the consistency coming in our game, and, you know, we didn't get the result we wanted tonight, but, you know, we play like that most nights. We're going to be on top, and, um, you know, I think in Seattle we did a good job. Calgary, we grinded one out, so... We're, we're finding some consistency to our game. We're, we're going to get some bodies back, and uh, hopefully we can carry that going forward. All right, that is Tyson Berry, who played a ton tonight. 26-02, had three shots on goal, a couple attempts blocked, mostly because, well, partially because the Oilers were on the power play a lot, couldn't break through. Yeah, he, I thought Berry had another strong game. Uh, again, wonderful job keeping pucks in whenever the Jets tried icing it on there while they were shorthanded. Had a couple of good looks. Um, Barry continues his strong way, and obviously the coaching staff felt that too with uh, 26 minutes. That's a that's a big night. That's a lot of minutes for a defenseman. Okay, 2-1, the Jets win it. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, like they did last night in Seattle, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. We got Sir Robert and Frank up next on the phone lines. You're also going to hear from Jack Campbell, who uh, takes the loss tonight. He stopped 15 out of 17. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. After a moment's hesitation, Stenland will skate it out to center ice. Did not get it in deep. Barry picked it off. Stenland recovered. And now it's flicked ahead by Kuhlman. Heading for the net. A quick chance. And what a save made by Jack Campbell. He flashed out the left pad. Yeah, that was Campbell's best stop of the night there. That kept it 2-1, uh, just barely got his left pad on that one. That is his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. What do you make of Campbell's night? I mean, 15 out of 17 uh, doesn't sound great. Gets beat on a power play one-timer. Gets beat on a deflection. Um, I, I bet you he would want the first one back. It's a one-timer backdoor. He came across a little awkward, it looked like. And I mean... Again, I know nothing about goaltending. Uh, I mean, you have Kelly well, Rudy, he'll be able to tell you. You hate them, most anyway. of them. Well, some of them, especially ones that played for Philadelphia. Uh, this, the second, the game-winning goal, he has no chance. That's a, a great tip. Uh, Kyle Connor is a, a goal scorer. He got his stick free and changed the direction of the pucks. We had no chance. Those are, probably, I imagine, would be tough games for goalies to play in, where you're, you're in your own zone and you haven't seen a shot in seven minutes, 12 minutes, 13 minutes, and all of a sudden they're on a power play and there's a change of direction. I believe that was the only shot that the Jets had on their power plays tonight. And it changes direction. He has no chance on it. So I, this is three straight games where the Oilers have given up two goals, which I think is a going in the right direction. I think the fact that Campbell just gave up two goals, he's going in the right direction. I probably, he probably feels good about himself. Uh, but as Jay Woodcroft said, he just didn't get the, the run support tonight. But I thought Campbell was fine in this hockey game. All right, down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Soupy. Uh, 
hard fought game last night. We had a big win and thought the guys came out and played great tonight. Would have been nice to get two for them. Those are tough tips. Old Connor there, he reached around the defenseman and his drops right. Yeah, those are tough tips for a goalie. Yeah, um, pretty tough. Uh, you know, he's a good player, um, goal scorer, and kind of finds ways to, to put him in. So, got to find a way to shut him out. How did you feel in there? It's not a night where you saw a ton of action, but you're obviously you're you know wanting to get back into a groove. How did you feel? I felt good, you know, um, confident, calm, kind of back to my game, and uh, you know, I thought the guys played great. You know, didn't get a ton, but you know, just nice to be back in there. Yeah, that's you look like everything you just said. Uh, you're finding your game, and then the guy on the other end stands in his head the whole night. You only let in two, which is usually pretty good. The other guy lets in one. Is that kind of how your season's gone a little bit here? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty darn good goalie. That's uh, a trophy winner, and he uh, played like it tonight. So, um, you know, disappointing because the guys played really hard and really well, and um, definitely deserved two points, but uh, Connor played great for him. You got new, uh, you put out new, new pads. How did it go over there? What's the biggest difference? What are you dealing with when you change your pads mid-season? I've never done that. Uh, I don't think I've changed in two decades. So uh, just trying something new. That's about it. Looks like it worked. I appreciate it. You know, just uh, trying to get better any way I can. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jack. All right. Uh, short and sweet from Jack Campbell. So, yeah, the uh, pad change. I didn't, I didn't notice any of that. I, I didn't notice until the caller called in and said something. I would think it would be odd weird to do that be like uh, as a player changing s skate brands I'm not yeah. sure I would well, do you that never change your equipment your entire career well I, I would wear hockey skates for three four seasons in a row some guys will go through ten pairs a year I'd go through one pair for four years I just have them kept getting them rebuilt so by the time I finished with them they weighed about eight pounds each there's another three reason pounds. I was a very slow <laughs> skater but I, I, I when I when I was in the minors uh, Marty Howe was one of our assistant coaches and when I got a new pair of skates because I finally mine broke down he wore them as the assistant coach for two months in practice every day before I wore them in a game really? I, I hated new skates Mark Recchi a good buddy of mine he would get a new pair of skates in the morning it would come in the box shipped to our thing he'd take them out of the box put them on and wear them that night I have no idea how he could do it but he was able to do it but no I, I hated new skates I hated new equipment I wore my same equipment almost my whole career. Jets win it 2-1 over the Oilers. Uh, Edmonton 0-3-1 in their last four at home. 9-10-1 at Rogers Place on the season. Not very good on home ice. 20-16-2 overall. And yes, the all-time NHL record for the Oilers on New Year's Eve is 3-14-6. That's shocking. Which is, is, is shocking because there were some... But, years they a pretty good team. But there's probably something where on January 14th, they're 28-2. Yeah, you most dates of the year, you wouldn't. I mean, what do you check? Season opener, home opener, do your, I mean, matinees, I guess we talked about for the, they're actually better in matinees since McDavid and Drysdale have been on the team. Not at home this year again, <laughs> but uh, they've won a couple road matinees. That one against the Rangers was a matinee, the big comeback. So yep. that one counts. All right, we got Sir Robert on the line. Go ahead, Sir Robert. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Oh, you know, it's tough to, certainly tough to see Costin go down like that at the end of the game. I certainly, uh, certainly hope it's not too serious because, I mean, he was, I I called in last night and touched on him. I mean, he he, he has been really good uh, since we got him and 
scored what was at the time another big goal tonight. So certainly, certainly hoping he's okay. I thought uh, wanted to touch a little bit on Campbell. I I agree with uh, the things uh, uh, you guys were saying. That second goal got tipped right in front of him. Not really much he can do there. First one, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he should have had it, but. Either way, I thought I think Campbell. Well, for one of the few times this year, I I can say Campbell actually gave us a chance to win. Uh, and then one more quick one uh, on the power play. I think tonight I I don't know if I don't know if it were, I don't know if it was maybe the case of the Jets penalty kill being stronger than Seattle's and not having dry sidle. I I just think they looked a little stagnant tonight, trying to maybe run everything through Connor. That's just. That's just kind of the way I saw it. But anyway, I mean, Seattle again Tuesday. Hopefully get uh, dry settle back sooner rather than later. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Sir Robert. We appreciate it. Jets win it 2-1. Just got a uh, Cody who's been uh, helping us here in Studio 99. Uh, final night here. Did he have a Rob Brown hockey cart? He did have one, yeah. He's going to save it in his wallet in case he runs out of gas sometime and he can use that to get... 12 to 15 cents worth of gas. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to get very far. Uh, Which one did he have? Was it a penguin? It was a pe one? it was a penguin one. First stint or second stint, do you know? I th I think first stint. I looked I looked like I was in shape in it, so it must have been my first shape for my first stint. <laughs> I think it's hair length. That's how we tell <laughs> yeah, we well, oh, I had hair. So there we you were go. We talking about that walking up earlier. All right, we also have Frank on the line. Go ahead, Frank. Hey guys, wishing you uh, all the best in the new year. Thanks for uh, the discussion so far this year. I'm not sure what it is about the Oilers and uh, playing in Rogers Place. Maybe there's a curse or something, but they always seem to come up short. And well, don't forget they had they had a they had a Sorry, go ahead. they had a big winning streak here. I think didn't they set a team record for home didn't they go 14-0-1 during a stretch at home I, I don't know if it's I don't know if that's totally fair Frank but anyway sorry for cutting you off well maybe it might not be fair but I was almost thinking it'd be better uh, I agree with Rob they're going to make the playoffs uh, might almost be better if they go on the road first because they just seem to be getting it together on the road a little bit better I don't know anyway I wish for uh, this 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 supporting cast, whether it's the bottom six or the defense or the goaltenders, is only going to make us slightly better than a 500 team. And I don't think uh, Edmontonians, uh, that's good enough. I, you know, I listen to you guys and people complain about individual players. So for a New Year's resolution, I hope that uh, the management of this team and the coaches of this team can make the necessary changes to this team sooner rather than later uh, because I just don't think this team is better than 500 and going into the playoffs I don't think they're going to do as well as last year the supporting cast just doesn't seem to be there even today you see McDavid busting his butt by himself setting a lot of different guys up for grade A scoring chances and they just can't finish I'm not well, sure think, how you guys think about well, that. Well, I think they should be better than 500. I mean, they are now. Um, right now, they're in a nine-team race. Well, a couple teams have separated, but there's nine teams competing for eight playoff spots. I, I would agree that certain results and, and and some the maybe overall record isn't quite where you were. Well, I guess what I was hoping. I, I can't speak for everybody. I mean, what's their points percentage now? 
Uh, they are. I just want to make sure I got the updated record. There are there are 553 points percentage. I, I mean, I would have hoped they could have played at least 600 hockey. Well, maybe, I, maybe I, they still will. But I, I, I mean, they can get there. I, I expected they'd be competing for the division. I thought they and Calgary were the two best teams coming into the season and would be competing for first and second in the division. And I still believe they can get there. Um, but I, it's been a, an uneven road uh, so far for the Edmonton Oilers. I, I think they'll make a couple changes before the deadline and be a much better team come playoff time with both Leon and Evander Kane in the lineup as well as whatever changes they make come the trade deadline. Yeah, but again, you know, there's always big sections to the season. Next uh, three games are home games. Yep. You know, you got Seattle, who you should be able to beat. Uh, you got the Islanders again. We'll see who their goalie's going to be, and then you got a rematch with Colorado one week from tonight. So there's another, you know, that three-game section is big. It, it is big. Uh, Colorado right now is pretty beat up. The Seattle Kraken have goaltending issues. The Islanders are a good hockey club, and they play the style of game that gives the Oilers fits at times. So, But uh, the, I think the, the three games in the, since the Oilers have gone on the Christmas break, all three games they come back, giving up two goals against. To me, that is a step yeah. in the right They've direction. Only, well, no, they only gave up one in Calgary. No. Okay, there you go. So, so they've two only or allowed under. five yeah. goals in three games. Which, That's good. I mean, you made a point how rare it was that they would allow... Uh, under three under three in a game yes. so five in three games is pretty good but yeah i just couldn't score on the power play tonight and hellebuck played uh, played pretty well okay you can uh, get more on this game more on the team on 630ched.com globalnews.ca rob have a happy new year same to you and your family our next game broadcast is tuesday seattle is here 5 30 for the face-off show the puck will drop at seven big thanks to troy bowler our game day engineer here at rogers place and to angie quinnell our studio producer back at 6.30, Chet. Oilers Hockey presented by our friends at Friesen Brothers. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Jets beat the Oilers 2-1. Happy New Year. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.